does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. All different things. Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard meeting with the media this afternoon around uh, late 3 o'clock into the 4 o'clock hour. Shane Steichen set to be on with JMV. We'll have Chris Ballard tomorrow at about 9.30 here live from uh, Radio Row at the NFL Combine. All right, let's jump into it from the Athletic. Dane Brugler joins us. Uh, he's on set. Dane, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. What's going on? How's everything going this week for you? Oh, it's a busy week, but I love Combine week. It, it a chance to come to Indianapolis and learn as much as we do about these players and it's just a pivotal part of the process and it just helps that it's in Indianapolis because a I can drive here I I, I love that any chance I I can drive instead of flies is plus in my book but uh this city is just so perfect for uh this event and you know everything that goes on and so it's love doing this every year uh, did you drive in this morning, or was it last night? We had the uh, tornado alarms go off last night at 2 a.m. Did you hear any of those? Uh, yeah, and no, I've been here since Saturday, okay. so it's it's I've been here for a while. But yeah, I the <laughs> I was not expecting that. I mean, obviously, I, I live in Ohio, so I'm used to sure. that kind of weather. Yeah. But it was what 70 degrees yesterday. Oh, and that's then, great. Uh, this morning I woke up and it's 32, and uh, couldn't sleep last night because I'm. Uh, worried about uh, shoot my car. Is it under a tree? Is it under you know? Like it's like, jeez, what is going on? Sirens telling everyone to disperse from the bars. Yeah. it's time right. to call it a night, combine yeah. folk, and and get started here. Uh, defensive players meeting the media earlier. Yeah. The edge rushers, uh, Dane. I, I I can't get away from that position for the Colts at fifteen. Yeah. I, I just feel like a twitchy guy off the edge. I hear Chris Ballard likes those guys. Yeah. He certainly does, um, and they have spent some high draft picks on those guys over in the Ballard era. Give me some names at fifteen that fit kind of that mold of the speedy edge twitchy guy. Well, it'll be interesting to see which pass rushers are off the board at that point. And I think this is an interesting draft because it's offensive. Will heavy. any of them be off the board? That, that yeah, that's a good question. I think offensive heavy the first. 10 picks, and then who's going to be that first defensive player drafted? Uh, it could be one of the corners. It could be one of these pass rushers. It could be Byron Murphy, the defensive tackle from Texas. Uh, I think it's really going to be up in the air who that first defensive player drafted is. And then at 15, is Dallas Turner still there from Alabama? Um, you know, Trop Robinson's really interesting. He's going to test off the charts here uh, with that first step. He's he, A lot of these guys, you know, Jared Verse from Florida State is a good example. He's a very well-rounded pass rusher, easy to like him. He's going to be a day-one starter. Uh, but with a guy like Chop Robinson, he has that one trait that separates him, and it's that first-step quickness, that burst. It's different. It's very, very rare to find guys with that type of first-step burst. Uh, but is he good enough everywhere else as a run defender? And you know, Because you, you have to be a more well-rounded player. You can't just have that, that first step. So these pass rushers, it's not like, past years where we've had a Miles Garrett or the Boses and the top 10 guys, but there's still some quality pass rushers in the, the middle of the first round right when the Colts are picking, and you know that I could see why they'd be interested in, in Verse or Chop Robinson uh, or, or Dallas Turner. I think all three would make sense. He's Dan Brugler from The Athletic. Outstanding draft coverage. The beast, we've talked about this before, all-encompassing 
when is it coming out? And and give us a rough estimate on how many pages this thing is going to be this year. Uh, it's 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 hard to even uh, describe the, the the number of you know the word count, the page number, all that. It, it's hard. It's, it stresses me out imagining you producing it. I'll be honest. It with stresses you. me out just well, talking like he's about not going to hit save on the word document well, or what? <laughs> it's just I mean I can't even imagine putting all that work in. I mean how many how many prospects did you do last year? Uh, I mean, there were 400 reports and, I mean, well over, almost 2,000 guys ranked uh, with all the pro day information, all the data. And this is great info. This is not just you're just listing guys in here. And it usually comes out when? First week in April is always the goal because I want to get all the pro day information in there for March. And, I mean, I need, up until the day before, I am adding stuff in there based off what I'm hearing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, every year we have... 35 guys that aren't here at the combine that get drafted. So trying to figure out who those guys are, um, you know, what's the late buzz from different teams. It's uh, it's it, it takes a full year to get that thing done. I uh, did want to make sure we share this. The Colts did announce Shane Steichen, unfortunately, a little under the weather. So they're actually going to postpone his media availability, which was supposed to be mm. today at 3.30. I assume that means he won't go on with JMV a yeah, little we'll bit late, later okay. today. So Chris Bauer's still at one thirty. Did want to make sure we snuck that in here. Again, Dane Brugler from The Athletic live here at the NFL Combine. Dane, you had a tweet earlier this week about multiple teams having Malik Neighbors ahead mm-hmm. of Marvin Harrison Jr. I, f- for us in Big Ten country, that seems wild. Like, Why? Why are there multiple speed. teams? It's just yeah. pure speed. And, and Malik Neighbors, he, in most years, he's the easy wide receiver one. And, and it's not anything against Marvin Harrison Jr. It's just it's it's pure preference. And I, people have to remember that there's no such thing as consensus when we talk about draft and how each one of these teams feel. Quarterbacks are all over the place. Receivers are all over the place. Even as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, he is not the consensus wide receiver one for for every team. And that speaks, again, more to Malik Neighbors and how good of a player he is. He's still just 20 years old, not even 21 yet. And to see what he's done the last two years, this year he accounted for 34 plays with 20-plus yards. Nobody came close to that this year. Uh, his, you really see his 7-on-7 seven seven background because he can get open. He can create with the ball in his hands. Uh, if, if Malik Neighbors ends up being the first non-quarterback drafted this year, I don't think it would be a surprise. Dane Brugler with us uh, here from The Athletic. Uh, lots of names. We've talked a lot uh, about the defensive linemen. Corners. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at a lot of mock drafts. I would say 9 out of 10 of them almost have the Colts there at 15, taking a corner. I, I, I'm a little – I don't know. I'm a little – I'm in the gray area with that because they already have a lot of young guys mm-hmm. uh, in that room. But you always need more corners Um at corner, how would you rate those guys that could be taken who could be left there for Chris Ballard at 15? I, similar to pass rusher, I think there will be like three guys that would be, if I'm, the, I'm, I'm on my board that I'd be looking at, that we'll see if they make it to 15. Terry and Arnold from Alabama, who, you know, I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is the guy that had most of the pub. But when you watch Alabama tape, one of those two corners is the more athletic and the more competitive, and that's Terry and Arnold. Uh, I, I think that uh, Quinion Mitchell belongs in that conversation from Toledo, who he's six foot, two hundred pounds, going to run a four three, low four threes here at the combine. Mm-hmm. But I love when you watch his tape, you see a guy that there's no panic to his game, the way he plays. Uh, you, lo- you love the composure, uh, you love the ball skills, elite ball skills. The last two years at Toledo had forty six passes defended. That's wow. an insane number. Uh, and then the third guy uh, be Nate Wiggins from Clemson, who 
a little, you know, he's he's leaner than you want, and that's kind of the, what you worry about, just the physicality aspect. But he's really sudden. Uh, love the athlete. He's 6'2". He has length. So I, I think all three of these guys will appeal in some way to uh, to the Colts, what they might be looking for. Okay, Dane Brugler is with us here, NFL draft analyst at The Athletic. The Beast is one of the greatest uh, <laughs> productions I've ever seen. It happens Thank each you. year from Dane. Uh, first week in April is a projection on that. So uh, your athletic subscription covers it. So nope. uh, it is a great, great piece there. Dane, I want to get specific into the pass catcher position and guys after the catch. And yeah. I know I'm a little specific there with that ingredient, but I look at the Colts, I think, boy, they've got a lot of power forwards in that wideout room. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they've got some big guys. Josh Downs, I think, is a nice slot player right. moving forward. Guys after the catch, wideout or tight end, what are some names we need to be looking for there? I mean, we have to have the Brock Bowers conversation, right? I mean, he's, to me, that is the most interesting fit uh, when you talk about the Colts and would they really go in that direction. I, Brock Bowers is just not your normal tight end. You know, he's just he's a hybrid. He's a guy that the, the Georgia offense, they built their entire game plan around the tight end. And it's he's versatile. He can line up in line, but you want him in the slot. You want he's he's basically a receiver, uh, but he can line up wide. He can do that no problem. Uh, he's going to be six two and change, two hundred thirty five pounds. He's going to run really well. He's got speed. Uh, his ability at the catch point is awesome. But then uh, to your point, what he can do with the ball in his hands, he is the master of hidden yards. You know it, uh, what is a normal seven yard gain for for most guys? He's getting eleven yards because he's so tough, so hard to bring down, and he he finishes through uh, through the play. So I, Brock Bowers, if he's there at fifteen, would be a fascinating pick. And, and just you have to have a plan for him, you know, because again, he's not just your uh, normal tight end. He's not a normal wide tight end. He's a hybrid. He's a flex guy. You know, you use him as a as a joker who can line up in line, but you line up in the backfield. You want line up in the slot, line up out wide. Steichen and the offensive staff, do they have a plan in place for a guy like that? If they do go more of a traditional wide receiver than, you know, like a Malachi Corley in the second round makes sense. I mean, they call him the Yak King. So uh, I mean, it kind of speaks to what he can do with the ball in his hands. There's a lot of Debo Samuel to what he does. Uh, I like the sound of that. A lot of screens, a lot of quick hitters, and let him go to town. He is he is jacked. I mean, he looks like a built running back. Uh, but before the catch, he's a receiver. After the catch, he really is a running back with the, the mentality that he runs with. So I, I'm really interested with the Colts situation at receiver. Obviously, you've got a young quarterback. You want to get better in terms of the skill around him. What is their plan? You know, Do they really believe Alec Pierce is a true starter on the outside? Or they try to, I, I think, you know, look to upgrade on the outside, maybe a Brian Thomas in the first round or a lot of the – this is a really deep wide receiver. I'm convinced the rest of our lives receiver is going to be a deep receiver or it's going to be a deep part of the draft. It's just every year we see these guys, uh, all the talent available. So – Wait until the second round, draft uh, Adonai Mitchell or Keon Coleman, someone like that. Uh, I'm really interested to see how the Colts go about addressing the skill players, uh, specifically the wide receivers and the pass catchers for their young quarterback. What do you believe is kind of the, the truth around Caleb Williams going number one? And then, you know, the great thing for the Colts is we have to feel like at least four quarterbacks are mm-hmm. going to be taken. J.J. McCarthy is going before 15. You feel that way as well? I think he's going top 12. I do, yeah. There's so many teams that, that need a quarterback, and I think he's going to crush it here at the Combine, the intangible factor. I, fans roll their eyes when you talk about quarterback win-loss records, but every team that I've talked to when you talk about J.J. McCarthy, they always break 
36 and 2 in high school with a state championship, 27 and 1 with a national championship at it's Michigan. That matters to teams. And so fans can roll their eyes all they want, but if it matters to teams, then it's relevant. And he's a guy that is they didn't ask him to be uh, you know, carry the offense and continually push the ball downfield. That doesn't mean he can't do it. He can't continue to develop and so yeah, there's a risk involved, but you know, Anthony Richardson had under 400 career pass attempts sure. last year at this time. So, sure. you know, you're, you're taking risk with all these guys, and you look at the teams, the Falcons at 8, the uh, Vikings at 11, the Broncos at 12, Raiders at 13. They're just too many teams that are quarterback desperate because uh, I, I think we're going to see quarterbacks go 1, 2, 3 this year. Uh, really, I think we're going to see quarterbacks go 1, 2, 3, and we're going to see receivers go 4, 5, 6. I think there's a very good chance that's mm. how it plays out. Um, it's just a matter of who are, who's making those picks. Uh, I think the Bears go 1, uh, c- Commanders are stay at 2. What do the Patriots do? Do they right. stay at 3? Do they love the third guy? Uh, or you know, this is not a rookie quarterback team away you know away from competing if you're the Patriots they love picks they need picks so wouldn't be surprised if we see the Falcons move up to three the Raiders move up to three to get that third quarterback um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that all shakes out again Dane Brugler is with us here live at the NFL Combine NFL Draft Analyst for the Athletic I don't think I'm catching you off guard with this name because you mentioned this name uh, I was listening to Prospects to Pros, mm-hmm. a great podcast that um, you do, and you mentioned the name Tyrone Tracy as an intriguing guy yeah. that you like locally. He is certainly a name that rings a bell. Decatur Central is about, what, a handful of miles away from Lucas Oil Stadium uh, and obviously transferred from Iowa to Purdue. Right. So you like Tracy as kind of a, a day three type of running back option? Yeah, I do. He, You know that receiver, running back blend. He's kind of a hybrid of both with the, what he can give you, and so uh, he's got special teams background. When you're talking day three at that position, you're looking for a guy that can do the dirty work, can help you on special teams. Uh, he can uh, help you in so many different phases, so he's he wears a lot of hats, and I think he can do that. I'm, I'm eager to see how he tests here, because I think he'll test pretty well, and uh, you know he might on the surface, like you just look at the raw stats, may, may, might not jump out at you, but you watch his film and you see a really talented player, a guy that's an athlete who, uh, again, does a lot of different things, with it, whether it's lining up in the backfield, whether that's being more of a receiver, uh, playing special teams, all of that comes into effect and something that I think teams, coaches really, really like and a guy that I think some teams will target on day three. Biggest um, non-medical Michael Penix-related question for you is what? Um, I don't know that there's anything here that he can because I think he, he's got a good arm and he's going to show it off. Um, I the, the medicals do play a factor, obviously. I the thing with him that you want repeatable mechanics, you want uh, repeatable in terms of his anticipation over the middle of the field. That's where I feel like his tape. Uh, you didn't see that necessarily all the time. My thing with Michael Penix that I keep coming back to is. The mental toughness. When you look at quarterbacks that have made it and haven't made it, what's the common theme of the guys that have busted? Is they just didn't have that mental toughness to get through, uh, to to survive all the mistakes. And I think Michael Penix. You look at the four season-ending injuries. You know, you look at after he left Indiana, Washington was the only Power Five school that offered him. Um, like he's overcome so much adversity. The last three games against Oregon, they were the underdogs in every single game like he's overcome a lot so I think that mental adversity is going to help him when he gets the NFL because when you play quarterback in the NFL mistakes are going to come inevitable do you have the mental toughness to brush him off and be better because of it 
that's what, you know, you look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, uh, all the mistakes he made his first two years, he was better because of that, and he made it through the other side. A lot of quarterbacks can't do it, and, you know, they just don't have that in them. I, I do think that Penix has the right mental makeup and the wiring uh, that you want at the position. So that is why, even though I, I'm not, I don't love some of the stuff I see on tape, I'm not going to write him off because of that, that the, the mental stuff, the intangibles that he offers. Dane Brugler with us uh, here on The Fan. A couple more minutes before we get you out of here. Uh, just your impression, your thought, boy, it, uh, on Anthony Richardson. It was so disappointing for us seeing him. Oh, yeah. So very little in college. And then the injury issues, uh, you know, here this first year in the NFL. From what you saw, what do you think? I mean, I, you have to be optimistic, right? With what the little that we did see, um, I, it's he's such a unique talent. Um, you know, we at this time last year when we were talking about Anthony Richardson, it was like, oh, well, he's only had one year as a starter and under 400 uh, career pass attempts, and it's like we just don't know. And but if he went to the right spot with the right play caller, the right offensive ecosystem around him, it, it could be fireworks. And I, I think that's what happened here with the Colts. And so really, and wasn't sure how the offensive line was going to work. And it seemed like they started to gel, at least made a big jump mm-hmm. from the previous year. That was a big part of it. So now it's about, okay, keeping them healthy. And what do we need to do this offseason to further that development? Is that adding another outside receiver? Is that uh, you know adding more depth on the offensive line? Well, whatever that ends up being, the quarterback, it feels like they have the quarterback. Now let's make sure we're maximizing what he can be. And the, I, the Colts are must-see TV. And you couldn't say that two years ago. Uh, but now, as a general football fan, the Colts are must-see TV to see what Anthony Richardson can do. Yeah, they were bad and boring a couple years ago. They, I don't <laughs> think, are either of those moving no. forward. Certainly not the boring part. And last year, they were not bad uh, by any means. Dane, can't thank you enough, man. I know you're no. super busy this week. Hope Indy treats you well. Hope the car stays safe <laughs> and uh, safe travels back to Ohio. All right. Thanks, guys.